1: Welcome to the Roadrunners Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CBTBFL. It's Wednesday. It is October 23rd. It's 2019, and we're here to talk about the 11-game basketball slate. I'm joined today by my good
2: buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm just doing absolutely fantastic. Uh, just got done watching the Lakers-Clippers game, the game I was probably looking forward to most this entire year. is now over with. yeah um, <laughs> So now it's just all downhill for the next few months until the playoffs. But, yeah, I mean, base, basketball season, opening night, almost always goes terrible for me. And I think I had 100% ROI tonight. So I am definitely happy.
1: All right, so the two-game slate successfully for you, I lost like 80 bucks. I'm not going to complain as much Um exposure as I had to Marcus all. I was totally wrong about that one. Can't get a ball right. I was definitely wrong on Marcus all. Got a couple things right. Like I got Melly right. Didn't think I was gonna get Melly right because the rotations were terrible for the Pelicans in that game. And then um Mo Harkless was a, a good one to end the night. But ready to move on to this next eleven game slate here. If you guys haven't already make sure you head on over to fantasydraft.com uh check out They're awesome sponsors of the podcast. They got their $350,000 Hooters main event up for this weekend. Plus, they got a $30,000 pick and roll, $25 buy-in tonight for NBA. Break-free DFS, they got a $5. They got a $1. They got a bunch of stuff going on. Also, we're going to be running a Roto Grinders free roll um, for NBA for tonight's slate. That link will be... In the Roto-Grinders podcast comment section on the Roto-Grinders website, all you got to do is go to rotogrinders.com, click the podcast, and go to the comments for the podcast. And $1,000 free roll for the big opening night here. Going to pay out 300 spots, so you can take advantage of that, win some fantasy cash over there on Fantasy Draft, and just say it's a free roll. Take advantage of it. Like, Thank you, Fantasy Draft, for doing that. Grant, let's jump into this slate. We got a lot to cover, a lot to talk about. Our first big basketball slate of the season, so it might run a little bit longer than normal. Uh We get started here with Chicago at Charlotte. It's a 218.5 total. Chicago's favored by three. Hutchinson out. Um Harrison is questionable, so we'll have to see if Shaquille Harrison plays or not. Let's get started here on the Bulls side of things. Um it's it, it seems like the Bulls can you know we 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 have some healthy bodies here to start the season. What are we looking at here on Chicago?
2: I mean, it, it's a little bit tough. I mean, Charlotte isn't the greatest matchup in the world. Like they only have a one they have a one ten implied team total, which isn't terrible. I mean, it's probably the main guys Levine, Markin, but they're probably priced about how they should be. Zadarensky, I think, is the guy. Like we don't know exactly how well he's going to do in this offense here. Obviously a guy that can get peripheral stats, but didn't have the highest usage in the world over on Washington, but that was a completely different team here. I think with a slower-paced Chicago team, he could potentially do something at 5,300. I don't hate his price tag, but there's nothing that I'm really in love with. I mean, Dunn coming off the bench in all likelihood, probably not going to use him. Don't know if I want to use Thad young. Um, I could see Carter potentially being a very good play. I mean, we always worried about him having foul trouble last year. He could get, more minutes this year. I I don't hate his price tag of 5,600. I think that he has some upside. But, like, the two main guys are probably going to be Carter and Saturansky for me.
1: Yeah, um, when you're looking at it, I think I'm a little worried about Carter's thumb injury. Like, he didn't play a ton in the preseason because he's been dealing with a sprained thumb. But it sounds like he's going to be good to go. Um, It is a larger slate, so I don't know if I necessarily would risk it in cash games. But I do think he's definitely worth it in tournaments. Sanarinsky is the guy that I really like here. You mentioned him um, likely gonna be the starting point guard here over Chris Dunn. You know, he's gonna get some easy assists here with Levine and Marketing um, on the offensive side. You know, so I like Zach Levine always is he's a usage monster, but Sanarinsky is the guy night before, first look, um, that's really kind of standing out to me. And, you know, you mentioned the 110 total here. We don't have a ton of games with really high implied totals on the slate, so I don't want to completely overlook the Bulls. But, um, you know, going over to the Charlotte side of things, they made a lot of moves this offseason. It was kind of interesting to wait and see what they were going to price Terry Rozier at, and I feel like the, a lot of the sites did a really good job on Terry Rozier. Um, I haven't seen a place where he's underpriced. I've not looked on Yahoo yet, and, you know, they're sometimes behind the eight ball. Uh, what, do you, what are your thoughts here when it comes to Charlotte, and what are your thoughts when it comes to Terry Rozier?
2: I mean, Rozier's price of $7,300, is a small amount of upside, but it's not really drastic. Um, I likely think, uh, he, think that he ends up paying about his price off. I don't, I don't know exactly where this is going to go. Obviously, with Kemba leaving, like, that leaves a ton of usage because they were just playing around him for pretty much the entirety of the season. So it leaves a ton of usage up in the air here, and I don't think that they're just going to completely throw it on year, so it's got to open stuff up. Like, I'm not in love with anyone really on this team, but I do think that I'll be throwing some shots in here with guys like Zeller, uh, Batum, Bridges, like – Bacon even like there's nothing that I really, really like. Rogier would be the main guy, but seventy three hundred seems about where he should be priced. Like one oh seven implied total. This game is projected to be close. I wouldn't be surprised if I stack this game up a little bit, but I'm just gonna be mixing and matching guys from the Charlotte side.
1: Yeah, you know, obviously you gotta kinda see what the starting lineup looks like. Um you know, PJ Washington could draw a start, the rookie um, he'd be a little interesting. I I think that he's kind of priced appropriately. The guy that I really like here is miles bridges. I think like he's the guy that seems to have the most like upside at his price point. So like I have a lot of interest in him. Um, I don't mind taking shots on like a Dwayne bacon, Nicholas Batum is cheap, but there's a good chance he doesn't even start and he moves more towards like a bench role here. So um, if that happens, I don't think you really pull the trigger on him. Um, just gonna have to kind of see what this starting lineup looks like. But I, I think Rogier and Bridges both play the bulk, uh minutes here, um, as far as like what we're looking for fantasy production-wise.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think you're about right. But yeah, I just don't know. It's early on in the season. We'll figure things out.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, and I, I've said this yesterday a bunch. It's the, it's the first week of the season. Like, Anybody that can tell you, you know, the exact minutes of any of these guys are crazy. Like, you know, we, we saw already with the two-game slate that rotations are nothing, you know, like what we've kind of expected here. So we got Cleveland at Orlando, and a half total. Orlando's favored by eight. Henson and Zizek are out um, for Cleveland. You know, let's start with the Cleveland side of things. Obviously, the, you know, the first thing that you're always kind of wondering here when it comes to Cleveland is how much is Kevin Love going to play? How much is Tristan Thompson going to play? But the other thing that we're going into the season is, is Garland going to start alongside Sexton and they're going to go really young here at point guard?
2: Um, what are your thoughts here on Cleveland? Yeah, I think we kind of need to wait on what the starting lineup is. I think I still have interest in Love regardless. It's not really the greatest matchup in the world, but 7,600, if he's going to get enough minutes, we've seen what Love can do before. Like, he can put up 50 points in this type of matchup, like, regardless. He can get boards. He can get just rack up the points. I don't mind him. Um, I don't mind Tristan Thompson. But, again, this is not really, like, I'm going to wait and see what the starting lineup is, if Garland isn't there. 4,400 is not a terrible price tag. Don't think I'm going with Sexton. Don't think I'm going with Nance regardless. Um... Like, there's not another team where I'm just 102 implied total. Like, there's enough guys here. The minutes might not be as condensed as we saw at certain times last year. And the prices aren't really as nice as I really want. I think it's mostly just love and then maybe sprinkle other pieces in GBBs, but I'm really not in love with anyone outside of, um yeah. just a moderate interest in love.
1: Yeah, um, Tristan Thompson would be kind of interesting here if he's cheap anywhere. Like, just because, like, with Zizek and Henson out, it would likely be Thompson and Nance playing the five in this spot. Orlando plays big. Um, You know, they're going to use Isaac. They're going to use Vooch, They're going to use Mobamba. So uh, I think that Thompson, this might be a spot that he gets that, like, 28 to 30-minute type of game. So – I don't hate him, but yeah, like Garland's the guy that I really have interest in just because of his price. We have a lot of studs on the slate, so, you know, a guy like Garland who's 4400 going up against Orlando is interesting. On the Orlando side of things, um, you know, I I expect the Orlando Magic's rotations to look a lot like last season. I think Jonathan Isaac is the the biggest bump here. I feel like he's going to get the biggest um, increase in role, but when we looked at, like, off-season moves, the Orlando Magic is one of the closest to what they looked like last season.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know. So, for me, it's it's probably going to be um same guys that we pretty much always went with last year's Boos is obviously in play, although I think today I have a little bit more of a desire to go with some other centers. And I price range. I don't hate his price tag of 8600 though. I mean, it's cheaper than we saw it for a large portion of the season last year. He was a $9,600 guy, and uh, 110 play total is good enough for me. Cleveland's not great on the defensive end, not great versus bigs. So I like Boos, and I don't mind Eric Go- or Aaron Gordon uh, going up against a team that just really is not great on the defensive end. They may play at so- slow pace, but Gordon can still out- put up a good game here. It's mostly those two guys. You can take tournament shots on either Fournier or Isaac. Either one of them are fine. But most of my interest is in Boos and Gordon, and Boos is kind of still in like the fourth, fifth favorite center on the slate here.
1: Yeah, um, you know, looking at this spot, uh, not a lot stands out to me here for the Magic. Uh, I feel like, you know, Vooch should probably be the guy that stands out the most, but I don't really want to play, like, DJ Augustine because Foltz could play some backup point guard minutes, and, like, if Foltz is playing good, do they bring DJ back as early? So, you know, Foltz is really cheap, but it is a, a big 11-game slate. I don't think this is necessarily a slate that I'd take a shot on him. Um, but, yeah, like... Honestly, Vooch, probably it. Aaron Gordon is cheap enough to potentially take some shots, um, but really not going to be playing too many pieces here from the Orlando Magic on this one. Up next, we got Detroit at Indiana taking on the Pacers. Two ten total here. The Pacers are favored by 7.5 on the Detroit side of things. Blake Griffin is out. Markeith Morris is questionable. And then we know on the Pacers side, Oladipo is out. Uh, let's start with Detroit. Obviously, they're not priced like Blake Griffin was going to be out. Um, like, Andre Drummond, 8,400 here going up against the Pacers. We have some good prices. It's just going to be more of, like, trying to project where the minutes are going to come from and, and try to project the rotations here from Detroit because, honestly, there's just a lot of new pieces on this team, and it's just going to be one of those things where with Blake out – if Markeith Morris doesn't play, like, it, it opens up a ton of minutes here.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's just trying to figure out exactly where those minutes are going to go. Um, I mean, we've seen what Christian Wood can do when he was over on uh New Orleans. If Griffin's going to be out and Markeith Morris is out, like, I got to assume that he's going to get some run here. So, obviously, he's just straight off the bat. I love Drummond anytime Griffin's not in the game. I love Drummond. It's not a great matchup, and Turner's a pretty good defender here, but – Drummond's still drumming when he is in the game without Griffin. So I uh, really like Andre Drummond. If Keith is out then I would, probably will play a decent amount of Wood. Um outside of them like I'm fine with taking a shot on Rose or Jackson, but I'm not terribly interested in it. It's mostly the bigger guys and I think Wood and Drummond are the main two culprits here, and if Keith ends up flying thirty six hundred, obviously you gotta look at him quite a bit here
1: yeah um obviously drummond's the guy um i think derrick rose and reggie jackson are both worth looks just because they're going to play the minutes here um if markeith morris plays he's 3.6k with no blake griffin so like he would be kind of interesting here so luke Kennard to play minutes he's gonna pop on projection models today because he's like 3.3k and he could potentially end up playing like 30 minutes in this game. So like the projection models are going to like Luke Kennard here. So he's just like one of those like flyers that could play 20, you know, six to 30 minutes here. So going to have to see on Markeith Morris and um, luckily this is a seven o'clock game. So that news should come out pretty early. And then, you know, we go. To the Pacers side of things, obviously Noel Depot. They spent a lot of money to bring in Malcolm Brogdon. They brought in Jeremy Lamb, T.J. Warren. So Sabonis and, and Turner expected to play on the same, like, together here. So I like – I really like T.J. Warren's price, and I think that Malcolm Brogdon has a lot of upside in this
2: offense. Yeah, I don't hate those guys, but I don't know if this is the right spot here. Like, I'm not going to tell you not to play them, but – I don't I don't know if I will. I mean, Warren's always a guy that can put up a massive outing any given time here. We've already seen in the preseason put up a big game, but this game isn't projected to be terribly close. Like I don't I don't know really where I want to go in this offense. Like there's five potential pieces that you could make an argument for using. Um you could go with Sabonis, you could go with Brogdon, Turner, Lamb, Warren. But I don't think anyone's overwhelmingly like that good of an option. I mean, with Drummond probably playing a boatload of minutes and being the main guy in the offense. I could see Turner being um, someone who ends up crushing He's gotten better pretty much every year in the league, and we could see him take another bump this year as he's getting older. Um, I'd say Turner is probably my favorite option here, but again, it's a bonus if he's playing in the first rotation, could limit his total usage, but we don't really have a set, like, we don't know exactly how this offense is going to work together, so... It'll be interesting to see what happens, but as of right now, I think you can play any of them. But Turner's one guy that I actually like.
1: Uh, You're gonna like Malcolm Brogdon on Yahoo when you get over there. Like Ah, that son of a biscuit. Yeah, he's like he's like sixteen bucks. Like he's he's a really really strong play on Yahoo. I I noticed that when I was kind of looking at the slate. Um. It's kind of it for this one. I don't really have anything else to add. So we'll move on to Memphis at Miami. 212 total here. Miami's favored by seven and a half. Um, Iguodala and Josh Jackson are not with the team. They're both not going to play in this one. And then on the Miami side, Deion Waiters is a team suspension, so he's not going to play here. So let's start with, um, the Memphis Grizzlies, the, the Tank Grizzlies here. Um, you know, obviously, like we have a lot of young players on this team and, they kind of, they kind of priced them appropriately when we look at it. Like, you know, Ja Morit, not really like 6,600 in like, yeah, he's probably going to play 30, 33, 34 minutes here, but I just, I hate that the, like, his price is where it's at.
2: Yeah. I mean, Morant, Triple J, J val like, they all offer a decent amount of upside. I mean, But this isn't really a great matchup. It's not a great defensive matchup. It's not a great pace matchup. There's not a high total. Like, all three of these guys are priced about where they should be. J-Val Moran, Triple J, they all offer upside for GPPs. That's mostly where it will take a shot on them. We don't really know exactly how Triple J is going to end up turning out this season, like obviously all the time in the world based on last season. He's looked good in preseason so far. We don't know if he's going to end up with over 30 minutes in a game. We don't know if Morant is. and Balanchunas, he was obviously crushing at the latter end of last year. He'd probably be my favorite guy Um, just because of the upside that he showed. The significant portion of when he went over to Memphis, like he can put up a 60-70 point game. Uh, We've seen it multiple times before I really like Valanchunas here, um, and he's about the only one. I don't mind shots on a rant or Triple J, but that's really it. I, I think
1: you could potentially take some shots on Dylan Brooks if you're playing a bunch of teams just because he's going to be – He's going to get some shots. Like, when you look at the starting lineup, like, Morant is a guy that will get some shots, but Jay Crowder doesn't, like, take a ton of shots. Triple J, Valanciunas, they're not, like, high usage guys. So I think Dylan Brooks could get some usage here. But honestly, like, Jaron Jackson and Morant would probably be my two favorites just because I feel like, you know, Morant's going to have the ball in his hands and Triple J is going to have usage. But you said not the best matchup here, and – um. Going over to that Miami side of things, you know, for the last few seasons, we've had to kind of worry about, like, what we're going to expect from the center position. But um, heading into this season, I think a lot of us are excited to play Bam a lot.
2: Yeah, but I'm not really sure this is the greatest spot right here. Um, Again, low total game, going against a very slow-paced Memphis team in all likelihood here. I'm okay with Bam, but he's he's probably not making my list. Butler, it's kind of the same thing, like I'm always fine with paying Butler, but this isn't a good matchup here. He's probably not making my list. I think most of my interest goes to Hero here. Um like I could see him getting a decent amount of users here. His price tag of forty eight hundred isn't that bad. Um could potentially drastically outdo it. I mean we've seen him put up decent outings most of the preseason here for the price tag that he's currently at. So if he just has a decent shooting night and gets some minutes, he could be in for a big game here. He's the guy that I'm mostly looking for. But again, I don't really have a whole lot of interest in playing too many guys from the two twelve total games.
1: Here's the thing on like Tyler Hero, um with Dion Wade is suspended, if they start Hero, I don't really have a ton of interest in him because I feel like his usage would be a lot lower with you know, the Dragon, Butler, those guys out there. But if, if Harrow, if Harrow ends up coming off the bench, I like him a lot more. Like, I, I see him being the, the like scoring option on the second unit. And like, I have more interest in that instead of him being out there with like Butler and Bam and
2: those guys. Yeah, I think I'd be fine with it either way, but you're probably right. And it'll probably decrease his ownership a bit. So yeah, look, I like that call, but I'll probably play him regardless.
1: Boston at Philadelphia. We got a 2, 12 and a half total here. Philly is favored by five. Taco Fall on Boston is out. He's in concussion protocol and Philly's good to go. Um, the Boston side, obviously, new look Boston with Kimba at point guard. Um, it's kind of an interesting team. Like, I, I feel like Walker, Tatum, Hayward, Brown, Smart, Cantor are going to be like the guys that eat like a lot of the minutes up here for Boston on a nightly basis. Do you like this spot for Boston?
2: I mean, no. Obviously, Philly's a good team. It's going to be interesting, though. Uh, Like, Cantor's probably the guy that I'm interested in the most. This is obviously not an easy matchup for him. But, I mean, with all Philly's size, like Cantor's probably going to get a decent amount of run here, even though he's a terrible defender. Uh, but he'll still probably still be in the game a decent amount. He's good enough on the offensive end. Like, we didn't really – like, he wasn't as needed um, over, obviously, with the Knicks. They didn't use him at all. But over in Portland, and, like, we could potentially see big outings from here if he ends up getting the minutes. Obviously, they're going to need the size. Uh, they don't really have too much to match up against these <laughs> the Phillies players. So, <sighs> Hayward's fine. Kemba's fine Tatum's fine Brown's fine smart's fine but I don't really like any of them cantor is the one guy that I think could potentially be in for a big game here um, probably won't make it into too many of my builds over on DK but over on that, like fantasy draft he's a fantastic player.
1: yeah I like Cantor a lot um, honestly I just don't see a lot of these guys getting a ton of usage you know like I feel like if you're if you're wanting the ceiling play, it's probably like Kemba he can go for 60 any night because if he gets hot but like i just don't see see myself using Kemba 8100 in this spot and then on the philly side like new look philly team kind of not really you know Embiid Simmons Harris still all there but you know Josh Richardson um and Al Horford kind of mixing up the starting five here but like Boston, like, a lot of these Phillies guys are going to play, you know, 30 to 35 minutes in this game, and, like, you know, that's appealing. But, like, you're paying for Embiid here. You're paying for Simmons. Like, both of those guys have, like, really high ceilings. Um, what, if anything, do you like here for Philly?
2: I think Embiid very much in play. Um, like, he's going up against Cantor defense. They don't have a ton of uh, – Hype over in Philly or over in Boston. So I, Embiid's the main guy for me. And then second guy is probably going to be Horford, revenge game, like first game of the season. He eventually gets more use, gets more run. It's a long season, and we could potentially see Embiid in for more here. 5,600 seems a bit too low considering what he can do. If he ends up getting 30 minutes, he could easily go for 45, especially in a revenge spot here. It's it's just a bit or just Embiid and Horford for me. Simmons and Harris could go off for big games, but I'm not chasing them with the respective price tags.
1: Yeah, I don't hate Josh Richardson either. He's a guy that like fills stat sheet. He'll get you know rebounds, assists. He's very active defensively, so he can get you a few steals. So I don't mind like Josh Richardson. He's cheap should play, you know, 30 to 35 minutes here. Like, Philly's rotation, I feel like the Magic, the 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 76ers, it's teams that we can kind of project where they're going to be at rotation-wise because they just haven't had as many off-season moves. So, um, moving on, Minnesota at Brooklyn, probably one of my favorite games on the slate, 225.5 total here. Brooklyn's favorite by 3.5. Like Going here and starting on the Minnesota side, we're getting into these games that should have a little bit more pace, have higher totals, and have some really, really solid fantasy options. Um, when you look at Minnesota, Carl Anthony Towns is 10-1, but nobody else is over 6K on this team.
2: Yeah, I mean, Cat's a decent option, but I don't think Brooklyn's going to be the same uh, defensive team against the center that we always seem to target in the past. Obviously, with the Addition of DeAndre Jordan, him and Allen are probably going to split time, but I think Jordan's probably going to end up getting the start here, which will leave Cat a little bit more of a disadvantage for the matchup than would if Allen were out there. I'm still fine with Cat, but there are too many other good center options on the slate here. But yeah, going with like, going with Teague, going with Covington. It's Covington's a real a guy that I really like here. Um, I could potentially see him putting up a big game. We saw what he did. Earlier on the season last year he was crushing, we could potentially see that again kind of rerun it. Like three pointer and deep shot guy. Fifty four hundred seems just a bit too cheap. Like most of the season last season he was up over six K towards the end. Seems like a little bit too cheap of a price tag here. Could see a bit of an increase in usage. I really like him. Fine with Wiggins and Teague, but Covington's the main guy for me.
1: Yeah, like I, I, I want to see what kind of role Jarrett Culver has, um, here before, like, I start, end up playing him. Like, does he get the minutes over Lehman? Does he get the minutes over Okaji? Um, that's going to be kind of interesting. But yeah, I, I think Covington is the guy that has some really solid upside here. I don't hate Teague at his price. I think Cat has a nice ceiling. Um, but again, like, you know, you're getting into over 10k and, I'm just gonna have to weigh out my my studs before I make that decision cuz we have some good ones that we haven't even talked about yet um and then on the Brooklyn side of things like it's really really hard um not to absolutely love Kyrie Irving in this spot with no Kevin Durant
2: yeah yeah no he Kyrie could go for just an absolute monster game one of the top guard options on the entire slate here outside of him though i don't I don't know where I'm going to go. Like, Allen and Jordan both have nice price tags, but they're going to be split in minutes, and I think Jordan's the guy that ends up getting more. Don't know if he'll be worth it. Levert would probably be the second guy that I'm interested in just because of the upside that he showed throughout the season last season. Couldn't end up potentially being in for more minutes. We saw him at the end of the season actually get a decent amount of run. Um Could see that again potentially this season here. 6, he still has some upside on that price tag, and especially if you're not starting Irving in the lineup, I can see going with Albert if Irving has an off game. He could be the guy that soaks up most of the usage. Dinwiddie, probably not going with him, to be honest. Um, we saw exactly what role he had last year with D'Angelo Russell in there, and Irving's the guy that's going to soak up just as much usage this year. So we could see a similar uh Similar situation To what he had last year In which case I'm not really gonna have Much interest in him Most games Unless Irving is out So to me It's Levert And it's Irving And for Brooklyn That's pretty much it
1: Yeah um, Really really like Kyrie And I really like Terry on Prince uh, He's 4,400 He should play 30 to 33 minutes here If I had to guess Like And they paid him A lot of money Like there's a good chance He starts He's gonna have a role here With no KD Like Like, Prince is going to be that guy that I feel like is going to be, like, that really sneaky – I don't even know if he's necessarily sneaky, but really nice value until they catch up with his role here. So I'm going to take advantage of it. Like, Prince is a guy that I'm going to have a bunch of on this slate. Um, Really like him here. I like the game stack. I think there's a few different ways you can game stack this game. So definitely like the game stack. Washington at Dallas, 223 total here. Dallas fair by eight and a half in this game. You know, obviously Washington's dealing with a ton of injuries. You know, Isaiah Thomas is out. John Wall's out. Mahini's out. CJ Miles is out. And then on the Dallas side, uh Powell is out. Let's start Washington. Like, obviously, like, Washington offers a ton of value on this slate just because they have a ton of guys out. If you can kind of guess the minutes here – you know, assuming that it's probably going to be the young guys here for Washington and you can get the right one right, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Um, you know, uh, you could have a really solid slate here.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, it's going to be figuring out this game and figuring out which guy to go with. I honestly don't have a massive lean with anyone. But, I mean, with all the injuries, you got to assume that Beale's still going to have massive usage at 8,800. Like, could see potential ceiling what we saw last year with him. Um, still see the same usage. He should just absolutely tear things apart here. Uh, so I like him. And then honestly, I, I'd like to hear what you have to say because I'm having a tough time trying to figure out who to go with after that. I know that I'm going to have to get these pieces right and then still need to look into it more. See, so they're going to end up starting. I don't know who are you? <laughs> I need your help here basically.
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of tough. Um, Hachimera is, I, I think, my favorite. Like, he's 4900. He should play the minutes. I, I think that him, it, it's like, honestly, it's him or Isaac, um, Bonga. Like, I, I feel like those are going to be the guys here. Like, you know, obviously you're going to have to see what the starting lineup looks like, but I have a hard time not seeing both of those guys start. Um, you know, assuming Bryant plays. If Bryant's out too, like, like obviously if Bryant's out, like you're you're probably loading up on this team. But it sounds like Bryant's going to be okay. He's going to play. Um, Bryant always has some upside. He should play a ton of minutes here too. Um, you know, Wagner. You know, we know he has upside, seeing when he was able to play a little bit with the Lakers last season. So like, he's kind of interesting. Honestly, I wouldn't, like, throw – I wouldn't be crazy if you, like, play, like, two of these guys um in cash and just kind of hope – or in tournaments, too, and just hope you get the right pieces. But Beal's the top play, and I think, honestly, it's Hachim and and Bonga um are probably my two favorite value plays from this team.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of with you right now, but – Probably a good idea to look into this some more tomorrow and see what everyone else has to say. Yeah, and if we like, get any more news. Uh,
1: yeah, like on, honestly, the starting lineup will tell us a lot, but um, I, I wouldn't. I don't see a way in. You know, Bonga and, and you know Hetchamiria not starting. So, you know, with, especially with a lot of these guys out. So, um, you know, on the Dallas side, obviously with Powell out. You know, Maxi Keebler should end up starting here at center um, next to
2: Porzingis. What do we like here on the Dallas side? I mean, I'm not suggesting this, but I'm going to start off the season with a ton of Boban. Um, (laughs) He could play
1: like 16, 18 minutes here. That's plenty for him.
2: Yeah, 3-2. I mean, you could potentially get 30 points. I do like Boban. I'm going to play a lot of Boban. I'm not quite suggesting it, but if you want to if you want a shot at a ton of points here with a near mid-price guy, Bobon is a great option. Uh, outside of him, Chris Dapps, Luca, both decent plays. It's going to be a high scoring game here. I think it's got one of the highest, they've got one of the highest implied totals on the board here. Um, Cleaver, if he's in the starting lineup there, 4200, not a terrible price tag. I don't mind playing it at all, but I'll probably end up with more Bobon just because that's what I do, but it's, it, Chris Dapps, Luca. I think you play one of them. Washington obviously not great on the defensive end if this game stays close. It's going to be a high pace game. They're going to be, they're going to be shorthanded. So it's not going to be the best defensive game on their part. So yeah, it's Kristaps, Luca, Bobon, Keebler for me. I mean, you can throw, you can throw a dart on Tim Hardaway Jr. 4200. He can still put up a decent amount of points if he gets some minutes.
1: Washington's more than likely going to be the worst defensive team in the league this year. Like, so you could play as many or whoever you want here from Dallas. Um Luca is 9,400. And I hope people just say, "Oh, he's, he's, he's overpriced because he's not like he there. He has legit triple double upside in, in the first game of the season. So like, I love Luca here. Um, the only worry that I have with Maxi and Boban is this game goes small. That's the only concern that I have, and I could, I could really see like Porzingis playing the five, and this game just going small. So, like that's my only concern, and maybe they throw Boban out there because the game goes small. So it's tough to say, but really, really like this spot, and I have to say it, Grant, just because he's won us so many tournaments in the past. J.J. Berea is 3K on DraftKings. He's stone minimum. Like, if he randomly gets, like, 20 minutes in this game, not saying he will because um, they did bring in Seth Curry and stuff. Like, not saying that J.J. Barea will get minutes here at all, but if you're playing 150 teams, I, I would probably throw a few J.J. Barea teams in there just because he's 3K. So, um, anything else on this one?
2: No, no, that's pretty much it
1: what actually makes a better toothbrush industrial strength power claims of trendy ingredients multiple modes if you ask your dentist they'll tell you it's about less about the brush and more about how how you use it that's why Quip was created by dentists and product designers to focus on what actually matters for your oral health healthier habits Quip sensitive vibrations with a built-in timer guide gentle brushing for the dentist recommended two minutes with 30 second pulses ensuring an even clean Quip automatically delivers brush heads to you every three months for clean new bristles right on schedule. The sleek intuitive design is simple to use and comes with a travel cap that doubles as a mirror mount. These thoughtful features make brushing something you actually want to do twice every day. Good happens matter to a life, to live a healthier life. So help form fresh oral health habits with Quip. Quip starts at just $25 and you'll get your first free refill free at getquip.com slash fantasy. This is a simple way to support our show and start brushing better. But you have to go to com slash fantasy to get your first refill free. Go right now to getquip.com slash fantasy. Knicks and Spurs, 214 total here. Spurs favored by 10 in this one on the Knicks side. Allen, Allen is out. bollock is out. Taj Gibson and Robinson are both questionable. Not the best matchup in the world here. Going up against the Spurs, but hey, you still need players to play minutes. So um, obviously those injuries could affect things. Um you know, I talked about this when we did the preseason um, show, and you know, one of the guys that I was like super excited about just coming into the season was Julius Randle potentially getting unleashed here in New York. Um, you know, you look at this and they they have a deep bench, so like it it kind of concerns me that a lot of these guys don't play a ton of minutes um, in a tough matchup. I might take the wait and see approach here on the Knicks.
2: I don't think that's the worst idea in the world, especially considering this game. It could be a blowout. We don't know exactly what the rotations are going to be. We don't know what the Knicks are going to do with their minutes. It's probably going to be slightly different than last year, but we still aren't entirely sure. I think if you're going to take a shot on anyone, it's going to be Barrett at 5,900. We could potentially see him be in for a lot of usage and a decent amount of minutes. And like you said, Randall. Like We've seen Randall in the Lakers' offense. We've seen Randall in the Pelicans' offense. He's done well in both. He's put up big games when he's get, been given a shot, and he has 70-point upside. Like, I'm fine with taking a shot on either of them at this point in the season, but outside of them, like, I don't really want to go with Portis. don't really want to go with Dennis Jr. Robinson's a little hammered by injury, but even if he plays, like, I guess his price tag isn't the worst in the world if he does play, but I don't know. It's not a great matchup. Like, it's, it's, it's just Randall and Barrett for me.
1: So like, if Robinson and, um, Taj both sit, then maybe you take some shots on Portis just because he'll have to play 25 to 30 minutes at 5,500 and he's a guy that can be a point per minute guy. So if both of those guys sit, like, If you're looking at a projection model and you have Portis around, like, 18 to 20 minutes and you bump that up to, like, 26 to 28, like, he's going to pop a lot in that projection model. So, like, it would just be you'd have to wait and see what the injuries look like. But I will say, like, Portis becomes interesting if Robinson and Taj Gibson both sit. So, um and then on the Spurs side of things, like, one of my favorite players coming into the season is DeJounte Murray. I think, like, we see him take a huge step. I think this is a good matchup for him, but, you know, you could, you never go wrong playing DeMar DeRozan, um, or Lamarcus Aldridge, but, like, the guy that I really have a lot of interest in here is DeJounte Murray.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm per- kind of right there with you. I might just end up fading everyone, though, but if I am going to take a shot, it's probably going to be on Murray.
1: Yeah, like this dude missed all of last season, like with an ACL injury. Like, I uh, just, how many people really remember how well DeJounte Murray did, like, two years ago? Um, I remember, and this is a great matchup against, like, Dennis Smith Jr. and the Knicks. So, like, DeJounte Murray at 5,600, coming out party and reminding everybody how good he is.
2: Plus, he just got a fat extension, I think.
1: He did. They paid him. Like, dude missed all of last year, and they're like, we still want you. For four more years. So I like DeJounte Murray a lot. I just hope that this game stays remotely close and he gets enough minutes. I think that's the biggest concern with playing any of the Spurs in this spot. Yeah. Um, Thunder and Jazz. Two twenty-four and a half total here. Utah Jazz are favored by nine in this game. It shouldn't really shock anybody. Um the Thunder, obviously not the same team if you haven't been paying attention to the offseason. Um Here's the thing that's kind of interesting, right? Like, this is a really tough matchup on paper, but you still have to have some usage when it comes to the Thunder here. Um, any interest in, like, Chris Paul, SGA, Gallinari, or any of these guys?
2: I mean, it, it's going to be tough to figure out who to go with. I think Gallo's the obvious target. I don't know what they're going to end up doing with Paul. Like, they're probably going to try and deal with the, like – at some point in the season, hoping that someone will pick up his massive contract, but who knows if that will even end up happening. I don't know if he's going to get the most minutes in the world. So going with Gallo um is the obvious choice. And then going with guys like SGA or Schroeder, um, either one of them could potentially be in for a decent amount of usage and a decent amount of minutes. Like Adams, I'm not probably going to play him against Gobert, so – It'd be Gallo, it'd be SGA, it'd be Schroeder, Just not really sure what's going to happen with Paul. So I'd rather take shots on guards than than anything else, really.
1: Yeah, the good thing about, like, Dennis Schroeder here is, like, he's going to be the guy that comes in off the bench. So, like, he's going to be that second-unit type usage guy, and he's kind of priced that way. So, like, I like the Dennis Schroeder call. Um, Utah, I think Donovan Mitchell – on most slates is going to be a top-end option, and, like, this isn't a bad matchup. Mike Conley going to see Chris Paul defense. And, like, Donovan Mitchell just is a guy that I want to play a lot this year.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it should be interesting to see what he ends up doing this year. But I think he's a fantastic play going up against Oklahoma here. If this game ends up staying close, could be in for a massive game here. Don't know if I want to pay eight three for Gobert on this slate. There's too many other good options. Yes, he can end up putting a big, up a big game, but there's about six other centers on the same price range that can all end up crushing here. Conley, it'll be interesting to see what he ends up doing in this offense this year. I think if you're not playing Mitchell, you can potentially take a shot on a Conley, um, but Mitchell's the main guy I'm looking at.
1: Him. Um, yeah. I don't really have anything else to add. Like, Bojan is cheap enough if you want to take shots on him. I don't hate it. Um, Kings, Suns, 232.5 total. Sacramento favored by 1.5. Highest total on the slate. Likely going to be the highest pace game on the slate. Um, You know, starting with the Kings here, Giles is out. um, And then on the other side, Jerome is out and Johnson's out. Let's um let's start with the kings here and uh, Dwayne Deadman Grant it's eight in defense he's terrible I love Aiton on this slate but like Dwayne Deadman is just a guy that really kind of stands out to me when I was looking at like
2: pricing and matchups Yeah I mean he's pretty, definitely got the best priced egg going up against Phoenix eight in defense Gonna be a high paced game, gonna be a high scoring game, projected to be close here. Honestly, this is the game where I'm gonna have a bunch of exposure to. Like, I can't figure out exactly who I want on the Sacramento side, but I also can't figure out who I don't want. I mean, <laughs> Fox is in play, Bagley's very much in play, Hyde's very much in play, Deadman, Bogdanovich, even Harrison Barnes, like a Reza if he ends up getting a decent amount of run. Like, I want everyone in this lineup here, their prices are all fair. I think this is a perfect game stack spot. I'm gonna rank guys that I want. I'm probably going one Deadman, two Bagley, probably three Fox, four Hyde, five Bogdanovich. But I, I honestly, this is this is the highest total game on the on the board for a reason. And if I remember correctly. Uh, Sacramento almost always, like, they played at a higher pace on the road. They almost always hit the over on the road last year compared to at home. Um, this is Phoenix, not great defense, high pace game. Oh Gosh, I just absolutely love it. Sad that we had to wait this long to talk about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like um, all the starters here. Like, all, all everybody that's in the starting lineup, like, there's a good chance, like, there's uh, two of these guys in my cash lineup, like, I just like a lot here, like, and you can get the cheaper pieces with like Barnes and Deadman and like mix those guys with like a heeled Bagley Fox. So there's a lot of different ways to approach Sacramento here. And then like on the Phoenix side of things, like obviously you have to have a ton of interest in Devin Booker just because he's a usage monster, but they brought in Dario Sarge. He should get decent minutes. Kelly Oubre should get decent minutes. Ricky Rubio as the starting point guard. DeAndre Ayton is interesting if he plays 30 minutes and doesn't get in foul trouble. Like, you can play a lot of people from both sides of this game.
2: Yeah, even going with Tyler Johnson probably coming off the bench here. um, Like, he's still a guy that he – we saw what he did last year in this offense coming off the bench, and he still had a decent amount of 30-point games, 35-point games, and he's only 4,500. Much like Sacramento, I'm going to be playing everyone here. Booker, Booker's probably the top guy I'm going to end up going with. But Booker, Aiden, Rubio, Uber, A, Tyler Johnson, Sark, all of them are very much in play. Uh, Booker's probably my favorite guy, though.
1: Yeah, and I said Johnson's out. I meant um, Cameron Johnson, just so you guys didn't get that confused with um, Tyler Johnson. So really like this game. Um, just so many different ways to attack this game, and I, I like that. Um It should be one of the most popular games on the slate, but it is a 10 o'clock game, so people kind of overlook those from time to time. The other good game is the game we get to finish out here with, Denver at Portland, 219.5 total. Portland's favorite by 1.5. Gasol and Nurkic are both out for Portland, and um, Bull Bull is out for Denver. Let's start with Denver. Hey, it it, it wouldn't be a podcast if uh, Jokic wasn't on it.
2: Yeah. And yeah, Joko going up against Portland here. He's obviously fantastic. I don't know if he's the top option here on the slate, but he's got, it's always very much in play. This project should be a close game being played in Portland. Um I really like him, really like Murray, but I think that's kind of it. We, they're going to have a very similar rotation to what they had last year. And so Murray and Joker are the two guys that I'm probably going to end up going with. You can take Millsap, but like, we don't – it's always interesting to see what exactly they're going to end up doing with him. Obviously, his rotation was all over the place last year, and he, he's still a guy that has upside in any given matchup here. But Joker and Murray are the two guys that I'm really looking at.
1: If you listen to this podcast before, you know that I hate playing Jokic, but he should absolutely destroy Hassan Whiteside in this matchup. Like – Hassan Whiteside does not match up with um Jokic. So I definitely do not hate Jokic here. Um I like Jamal Murray too. I feel like this is a good spot for him. I think Paul Millsap's price is very interesting. Like he's four point nine K. I wouldn't play Jokic and Millsap together, I don't think. I don't think they correlate very well together. Um but yeah, and then like you can always take shots on Will Barton off the bench, um, assuming that he's gonna come off the bench here. He always has a ton of upside. Uh Maybe he starts, who knows. And then on the Portland side of things, like obviously like Hassan Whiteside um, on the other side of this game, anytime Hassan Whiteside gets, you know, 28 plus minutes, he's interesting. And we kind of think that that could be a thing, but you never know. But, you know, obviously Damian Lillard's in this game
2: too. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't – Whiteside can get a whole bunch of peripheral stats. I mean, <laughs> I, I I everyone's going to like Whiteside. I like Whiteside. Hopefully he ends up getting a lot of – time, or a lot of playing time so far, or during the year. Really like Whiteside. Dame's pretty much always in play. I'm not sure if he's as good of an option as some other guys in this range. Like I think Kyrie's a better play, but pivoting off of what likely will be a semi chalk Kyrie to a less-owned Lillard, who still has the same potential upside, I think is not the worst idea in the world. Outside of Whiteside and Lillard, I mean, you can always go with McCollum, but I'm probably not. Uh, it's it's just Damon White's idea for me in this game.
1: Yep. Um. Your your tournament flyer play of the day is Kent Bazemore. He's going to be on the second unit, and if he gets if he gets 22 minutes to 25 minutes instead of 17 to 20 minutes, like he's going to have a ton of usage on the second unit. When you look at the second unit, it's Mario Hazonia and Kent Bazemore really you know taking up a lot of the second unit. So. Do not hate maybe taking a flyer on Baysmore, but, again, it's large field tournaments only. Um, All right, that's going to wrap it up. Let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Give me a guy, favorite play under 5K to go 7X here on this one.
2: Starting off the year right, Boban.
1: (laughs) I should have just wrote it down.
2: (laughs) I mean, all I need is, what, 22 points? If he gets 10 minutes – he could easily get there. If he gets 20 minutes, he's a lock.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, like, I like where you're going with that. Uh, it's just, <laughs> I should have known. Um, I'm going to take Isaac Bonga. I think he's kind of chalky here, but um, I think that he has a really good chance to go 7X at 3,600, assuming all these guys are going to not play. Um, give me an over 8K guy to go under 5X.
2: Oh, gosh, yeah, I did not remember what – the game, actually, I'm gonna go with
1: Ben Simmons. All right. Usually, th- my answer is like the same one every time, and it's usually Jokic, but I actually don't hate this spot for Jokic, so, um, you know what? I'm gonna take Rudy Gobert just because he's like one of the least favorite players over 8K. Um, Give me your favorite just 6X play. Any price you want, any player you want. Just give me a guy you feel like is going to get 6X on the
2: slate. I'm going to go J-Bell. We'll see if he ends up getting the same role he had towards the end of last year.
1: I've already talked about this guy a lot. Um, Like I said, I I feel like he's my favorite play on the slate. Give me Kyrie Irving. Um, I'll be very disappointed if he doesn't get – to six x, um, give me your let's get weird GPP play of the day.
2: Oh gosh, I thought it was Bobon, but let's see here. Um, I'm scrolling down, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. Uh, I'm trying to get weird. Ah, uh, gosh. You what? What's yours? Go with yours first. I don't remember.
1: I'm gonna go with Malik Monk. Um. Just free Malik Monk season. I'm going to be begging for it all year.
2: I'm going to go with Ricky Root or I'm going with Inez Cantor.
1: I like that one. I'm good behind that one. Um, any sites that you want, um, give me your favorite DFS contest that you're going to play today that you just like and, you know, tell us why.
2: I'm uh, probably over on fantasy draft. I got a 20 K pick and roll. It's got a decent chance of overlaying. If it doesn't it's still rake free, they're the site that I like the format and I can play five centers over there. And I've got like eight that I'm in love with today. that I'm going to have trouble narrowing down.
1: All right. I like that one. Um, you know, yesterday I said the $40 single entry. Um, if you're looking to build a bankroll, I'm going to say today I really like the NBA uh, 40K pick and roll $12 single entry tournament on DraftKings. pays 21.5% of the field. Min cash is 2X. The top 10 is only getting 28%. Somebody is going to turn $12 in a single entry into 4000 so um You're only playing against 3,900 people. You likely are not going to need the nuts in that type of tournament. So that's definitely one that um, I'll throw some I'll throw a team in for sure. I will research this Friday and get one that I really like, like I did yesterday. Kind of winged it here, but I I really like that $12 single entry tournament over there on DraftKings. Um, All right, Grant, give me your favorite over/under game on the slate. Um, Who do you got?
2: I'm gonna go with. Oh, this one's tough. I'm going with the that's over uh, t- on the Phoenix game of 320 or 233.
1: All right, I'm gonna take the over in the Dallas Mavericks Wizards game. It's currently sitting at two twenty three and a half. and a half. I really like that game. Um, that's a game that I really think is gonna go over. Um, you can. You can you can play that game so many different ways, but the, the way that I love playing it is Luka and cheap Washington players, so. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here, Grant?
2: Thank goodness basketball season's back.
1: <laughs> For sure. Um, if you guys haven't checked out RotoGrinders Premium, we've got a ton of stuff going on in Premium, but this season the NBA Grind Down is moved behind the paywall. It's in, it's part of Premium now here on RotoGrinders and in Lineup HQ. The projections are now part of premium as well, so um, we got Noto, Mr. Tuttle, and Chris Jamino working hard getting the projections better this season, and they're part of the premium package. So, if you haven't checked out premium, make sure you head on over to Rotogranders, click that premium button, and get all sports, NFL, NBA, NHL, PGA, the core sports here. Um, for thirty nine ninety nine a month, um, and that gets you access to Discord where we're always having discussions and talking. So, make sure you guys check that out. That's gonna wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking football for week. Was it eight? Is it week eight already? Oof. It's already week eight. All right, we'll we'll Chief Justice and I will talk football Wednesday or tomorrow. And uh, Grant, appreciate you joining me. We'll see you guys tomorrow. See you, kids.